This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Brought to you by East Coast Christian Center. Morning Breath starts now. Hello, everybody. This is Pastor David Gammon. Pastor Dan is taking care of a bunch of fun stuff, good stuff with the church and just handling business. So this episode, this podcast, I'm going to be hosting. I'm super excited. I love doing morning breath. We always come in with a co-host. I'm usually Thursday mornings with Pastor Dan, but I'm here today with a really good buddy of mine. He is amazing. He does so much at the church. You know him. He runs the TNT Vieira Youth. He does stuff in the finances. I feel like he does like everything at the show. I mean, his whole family is like worship team members. There's been about a hundred times I've preached where your son has come in and played the keys behind me or somehow jumped up. And, you know, I I see, man, just your whole family is just like pushing towards Jesus. Such an inspiration, man. Amazing husband, amazing father. So Pastor Christian Hurston is here Dude, come on with that intro. I feel pumped up, dude. I'm ready to go fight now. You better be able to bring the heat today. charge hell with a water pistol. Come on. We're in Mark 13, in case you guys don't know. What we, what the normal test template of the show is, is that we'll read the chapter the night before, then we'll read it the morning of, and then we'll come down and we'll talk about what God has stirred up in our hearts, what God has, like we like to say, is God has breathed, you know, breath in Hebrew is spirit, so they they coincide with each other, so that's what we call it morning breath, and we think it's pretty funny, because morning breath has a whole other connotation in oh, English, yeah. and in our American culture, so... We're jumping into Mark 13 today, but we got some stuff going on here at East Coast. Pastor Christian, can you tell them how to uh, find the program and follow along with the Absolutely. morning Absolutely. Yeah, the best way to do it is on our East Coast app, and you can find that on the Apple or the Google Play Store. And it's got now a cool like blue background with the East Coast logo on there. You can get there and get all the info, past sermons, morning breath episodes, everything you ever need is right there on the app. Also on the website, which is ECCC.us, E-C-C-C.us. Also, our, our social media is packed full of information. So we're posting every single day on social media in some way. And that's Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Love for you to connect that way. Or if you prefer, you can call the church offices at 321 321- 452-1060, and we would love to either email or mail out a devotion guide or any other information that you ever want about East Coast. Come on. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Jump on in. The water is fine. So we got a bunch of other stuff going on here, too. Man. We, we got do. universities starting. We've got weekend services are going. Yeah. In case you're driving around right now or you're listening to this and you didn't know, we're meeting again in person. Absolutely. We're social distancing. We're doing everything we need to do. We're cleaning being responsible. Stuff, we're cleaning it. stuff. Yep. We got masks. All that stuff. You're not required to wear a mask, but we're wearing masks if you yeah. know if, if that's what makes your heart happy. We even have more of our <clears throat> kids coming back now too is we've had the first through sixth grade for a while, but you know, being September 1st, we've got our younger kids coming back like yep. the 4K, which is four to five year olds and we're working on getting even the younger ones. We're moving that way, but we want to do it in a safe, responsible way, but we've got a spot for your family here in person. Absolutely. And speaking about your family, man, a great way to get your family closer to Jesus is go through a freedom group together. We got yeah. those launching and they're, they're a discipleship track, getting uh, uh, free of a lot of stuff in your life. And this isn't just yeah. like addictions, man. I go through freedom every single year to re-zero in on Jesus. Yeah. We're going to launch those Monday the 7th. And also to last, but definitely not least, we're doing some fun stuff with the morning podcast episode of Morning Breath. And Pastor Matt and Jessica are actually doing it video. So that's pretty cool. So if you're hearing this now, go to our website, go to our app, go check out Mondays and go watch it in video. You guys should watch the podcast. Yeah, now, really the Monday cool. one, like in on YouTube, in the comfort of your own home, just like it's a TV show. So I tell you what, Pastor Christian, you're going to read first. Yeah, I'm excited. So Mark 13, we're kind of (laughs) wrapping up the story here. It's funny how much he packs in, you know, 
13 chapters in Mark equivalent to like 25 chapters in in Matthew. You know, right. he really gets to it. And Luke is like to 22 chapters. So we're hitting it hard and fast here. But I'm going to be reading NLT. What are you reading today? NLT. All right, we're good. That's going to be good to follow along. Yep. Pastor, All right. Pastor Christian, you ready? Yep, let's go. I say to you, read, sir. As Jesus was leaving the temple that day, one of his disciples said, Teacher, look at these magnificent buildings. Look at their impressive stones in the walls. Jesus replied, yes, look at these great buildings, but they will be completely demolished. Not one stone will be left on top of another. Later, Jesus sat on the Mount of Olives across from the valley of the temple. Peter, James, John, and Andrew came to him privately and asked him, tell us, when will all this happen? What sign will show us that these things are about to be fulfilled? Jesus replied, don't let anyone mislead you, for many will come in my name, claiming I am the Messiah. They will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and threats of wars, but don't panic. Yes, these things must take place, but the end won't follow immediately. Nations will go to war against nations and kingdoms against kingdoms. There will be earthquakes in many parts of the world, as well as famine. But this is only the first of the birth pains with many more to come. When these things begin to happen, watch out. You will be handed over to the local councils and beaten in the synagogues. You will stand trials before governors and kings because you are my followers. But this will be your opportunity to tell them about me. For the good news will first be preached in all the nations. But when you're arrested and stand trial, don't worry in advance about what you'll say. Just say what God tells you at the time. For it is not you who will be speaking, but the Holy Spirit. A brother will betray his brother to death. A father will betray his children. And children will rebel against their parents and cause them to be killed. Everyone will hate you because you're my follower. But the one who endures until the end will be saved. The day is coming when you will see the sacrilegious objects that cause desecration standing where he should not be. Reader, pay attention. Then... Those in Judea must flee to the hills. A person out on the deck of a roof must not go down into the house to pack. A person out in the field must not return even to get his coat. How terrible it will be for a pregnant woman for nursing mothers in those days. And pray that your flight will not be in winter, for there will be great anguish in those days than any other time God created in the world, and it will never be so great again." In fact, unless the Lord shortens that time of calamity, not a single person will survive. But for the sake of his chosen ones, he has shortened those days. Even if anyone tells you, look, here is the Messiah, or there he is, don't believe it. For false messiahs and false prophets will rise up and perform signs and wonders as to deceive, if possible, even God's chosen ones. Watch out. I have warned you about this ahead of time. And at that time, And at that time, after the anguish of those days, the sun will be darkened and the moon will give no light. The stars will fall from the sky and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. Then everyone will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds with great power and glory. And he will send out his angels to gather his chosen ones from all over the world, from the farthest ends of the earth and heaven. Now learn a lesson from the fig tree. When its branches bud and its leaves begin to sprout, you know that summer is near. In the same way, when you see all these things taking place, you can know that his return is very near, right at the door. I tell you the truth, this generation will not pass from the scene before all these things take place. Heaven and earth will disappear, but my words will never disappear. However, no one knows the day nor the hour these things will happen, not even the angels in heaven or the Son himself. Only the Father knows. And since 
You do not know when the time will come. Be on guard. Stay alert. The coming of the Son of Man can be illustrated by the story of a man going on a long trip. When he left home, he gave each of his slaves instructions about the work that they were to do, and he told them, gatekeeper, to watch his return. You, too, must watch, for you do not know when the master of the household will return in the evening at midnight before dawn or daybreak. Do not let him find you sleeping when he arrives without warning. I say to you what I say to everyone. Watch for him. Amen. Awesome. So you're locked and loaded. Dude, action Come out swinging. Come I out love swinging. it. So right out the gate, I love it, is that at the top of our Bible <clears throat> reading NLT, it actually has like a little header there that says, Jesus speaks about the future. And I think this is good for us to think about today and COVID and just any day that you live in is that we may not know exactly the future. Everybody's always trying to figure it out. You know, back in the day, it was 88 reasons that Christ is gonna come back in 88. It was Y2K, it was Mayan calendar. Everyone is always trying to predict that. But the one thing that we can predict is we know that there's gonna be change. There's gonna be challenges. This isn't always people's favorite verse, but it's a good reminder as Jesus says, in this world, you will have tribulation. You'll have trials, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. And when I've been talking to a lot of the teenagers and young adults lately about just how crazy this world is, you guys, you've seen some funny memes out there. Like one of my favorite ones is Marty McFly and Doc in the, the yes. DeLorean. And he's saying, whatever you do, never go to 2020. You know, and it's like, just avoid that one. And we can joke about these things. But the good thing that we know is that the one constant in life is change. There's always going to be change. There's always going to be things that we don't understand. And yeah, this year has definitely been different. There's been a lot of pivoting. There's been a lot of changing. There's been a lot of that, but we can roll with it. And we have an opportunity to shine as a light more Come than on. ever. I was texting with another youth pastor at a, a big church in South Florida. And I was like, dude, what a great time for us to be in ministry. Instead of like feeling like, oh man, this sucks. Like this is tough. It's like, no, we are hope dealers. As pastor Matt keeps saying, this is a chance more than ever when people are feeling so uncertain and about, Hey, I don't know what's going on. Is this the end times? I hear that more than ever before from pastors preaching and stuff. It's like, is this the beginning of the end? It's like, I don't know exactly what that looks like, but I know that we're called to bring hope and light and to shine in this world and to be able to be different. We're not supposed to get caught up in the news, in politics and everything else. We're supposed to be shining even greater before. So there's my future telling right there. There it is. There it is. I remember a man, like people are always like, they get wrapped up in that. And they're like, is it the end times? Yeah. Well, let me help you. I'll give you the answer right now. Yes. Every day you wake up is the end times. And guess what? Tomorrow, you're going to be one day closer to your end time. Yep. Because, my friend, you will die. All right? And then your time is done. All right? You will go before that judgment seat. Whether that judgment seat comes to you or you go to it, you two are going to meet. You're going to meet Jesus. You're going to meet him face to face. And I love the ending analogy. Yeah. It's like, hey. I'm going to peace out. Yep. I'm going to give you a work to do. Yeah. He's like, be ready and knowing that I'm coming. Yep. And, and, and this is what I find as a, like a niche kind of, um, how do I put this? A flaw in some Christians hearts. I mean, it probably started my own and, yeah. and, and God showed it to me. It's like, what happens is, as we get distracted by what's going on around us on, on the level of like, is this the end times? Oh, wars and earthquakes. And then all of a sudden they start clipping, like like make a video of like media files. Like, oh, yeah. Earthquakes and wars. Let me help you. 
There's, there's fires been, in Australia. There's been fires on yeah. the planet before. There's been hurricanes yeah. on our planet before. At the there's same time, there's fires. There's been famines. At the same time, there was war. Heck, yeah. Let me tell you about the Crusades. There was a lot of wars going on there. Oh, yeah. All right? Half the world died from the Black Plague. Right. Like, guys, <laughs> let's be real here. All right? You can't just put some news articles together and say, look, end times. Yeah. You need to live every day with the proper focus of what the master has assigned you to. Yeah. And it goes back to these people that are like false prophets and false messiahs are doing what? And now I'm going to hurt some feelings, but I don't mean to. I mean this with grace and love. Is that it says, what are they doing? Miracle signs and wonders. Yeah. Right? And what do we see out now in America? There's this big movement of Christianity and being validated by miracle signs and wonders. Yeah. We're validated by the gospel of Jesus Christ, yeah. the the too good to be true news, the power yeah. of Jesus, and miracle signs and wonders follows that. And when you are proclaiming the gospel, you are pointing at Jesus. You're not pointing at a, a, a miracle, and you're not pointing at something like that to validate you. So no. that's why I look for the gospel. I don't look for the supernatural. Yeah. Because when you have the gospel, the supernatural follows it. Yeah. There's also a spirit that comes with those that lead with um, – Miracles and stuff like that. That's happening. all it is, too. Yeah, they're just always <clears throat> digging and looking for that experience. Yeah, kind of like that chills. Exactly. And yeah. and we'll see later on how quickly the crowd turns on Jesus. Oh yeah, this crowd that loved the miracles. Quickly, the miracles were not enough to sustain him. Yeah. But what happens is too is that we wind up being a people that aren't focused on who Jesus is, but what Jesus could do for me. Yeah. And I don't want to be that type of church because yeah. I know that judgment seat's coming. And I know my master's coming, and I know he's good. And when when I see him face to face, I want to hear "Well done, good and faithful yep. servant." You know, you know, a, a lot of us, like Pastor Christian myself, we've been gifted, like it says in Romans, with the gift of leadership, and it's not a cool one. Actually, the adjective that follows what Paul writes to the church in Rome, he says, "Those of you with the gift of leadership, do so with all diligence." Yeah, diligence. Just just keep grinding at it. Diligence sucks. No, that means I have to do hard work. Oh yeah. Like, why can't we do so with all like comfort and naps? Like, how (laughs) come we never told me to nap? You know, like. But um, so that's why. Don't look at church leadership, and if miracles aren't following them, doesn't mean the gospel isn't there. Look at the fruit. Because remember, Jesus said, go and make disciples. He didn't say go and perform miracles. That's a good word, man. I love it. I think about, too, just the way that we prepare for the gospel and bringing it is this is a funny verse, and I've heard this one taken out of context, but it's fun to unpack it is. Verse 11 says, when you're arrested and stand trial, don't worry in advance about what to say. Just say what God mm. tells you at the time, Come on. for it is not you who'll be speaking with the Holy Spirit. And I've heard that taken to the wrong degree to where it's like, dude, you never need to preach or you need to prepare to preach. Just get up there and share what the Holy Spirit puts in your heart and be very clear. This is when they were Arrested and they're brought before council. This is not the same as them like preparing a talk. And for a young communicator out there, or if you're listening and you have an opportunity to preach the gospel, the Bible is very clear. It says, we need to prepare the horse for battle, but the, the victory is the Lord's. And so I think it's very important and prudent that you do prepare your heart. You study the scriptures. You get a very clear idea of what you're going to be saying, and the Holy Spirit can communicate through you. But that's a part of the too good to be true good news is that we present it in a way that people clearly understand and that you know what you're going to be talking about. So there's different times. I've had it before where, hey, someone just dropped it on me. And they're like, hey, tell me about this gospel thing. And it doesn't happen often, but I just got to have it flow out of my spirit because I've already packed it in there and it's easy to overflow. But I'll tell you for David and I that communicate on a regular basis, really like on a weekly basis, is that it's so much better when you've taken the time and prepared and gotten before God 
on what you can, can communicate. It's like, it's different than what we do with morning breath. Morning breath, we really do let God breathe on it and just say, hey, God, illuminate it. But the benefit is, how many times have you read this chapter? How many times have you read the gospels? It's gonna come out. I mean, I've, I've probably heard 30 messages on this too. So it's on this overall theme and chapter. So it's gonna illuminate and come out. But that was just something that was funny to me because I can think of kind of an adopted grandfather in my life and I love him, but he's like, man, next time you're gonna preach, don't bring anything. Just show up and just kind of wing it. And I'm like, that that has a place like one time. That that stretches me. About, I, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah, there's a place. There's a time, but not yeah. not necessarily when people are pulling on me and they're expecting me. Like there's a season and time. I've done that kind of thing on the mission field a little bit, but I want to really prepare and then feel like God is in there because I put the time in too. I don't know if that rubs anybody wrong. If it does, I'm sorry, but I would rather prepare the horse. I I'm with you. Um, I I definitely have a. Uh, like Bill Bill Belichick says it from the loath New England Patriots. Yeah. He talks about you win the you win the game before you ever step on the field yeah. with your preparation, and to the mindset of that is strangling, quenching, however you want to put it, um, the Holy Spirit. I could not disagree more. Yeah. All right. Before I go into a conversation with someone, I pray. Before yeah. I go into a meeting, I pray. Before I walk in, I I, I ask myself. You know, uh, walking into this room with these people, do I have bitterness? Driving home, am I yeah. frustrated with my wife? Yeah. I'm preparing myself for the element that I'm about to go into. Jesus is preparing his people right here in Mark 13 for what's about to come. Yep. He doesn't say, hey, guys, you know what? Walk into massive persecution, and you know what? We'll just see how you deal with it. Yeah. No, he goes, hey, guys, listen, this temple is going to be destroyed. A stone will not be left unturned. That actually happens because they realized that Solomon put gold inside those stones. So when Rome came to destroy it, they said, no stone shall be left unturned. Oh, yeah. Yep. And Complete they, just That was leveling. fully fulfilled. That yeah. was fully fulfilled, what Jesus said. And uh, even he goes to the point of, man, man it's, it's tough to, he goes, man, poor is that woman that has to raise a child in these times. Yeah. And like you said, I am so blessed. We are so blessed to be Christians right now in these times. And people want to say, and that's what happens with these end times people. They're like, oh, woe is us. And every person that is over 10 people in their congregation is a false prophet. Yeah. Um, is like, we have to realize we are in America, people. Like, if you're not, man, God bless you. Like, God is with you and God is with us. And we have we have toilets and we have air conditioning and we yeah. have food. Preach. We, have, we, we have, we are blessed. You know, the only thing stopping us from getting the gospel out is us. Yeah. All right. And it's like. Every means, every technology. Every everything bit. at our disposal. Yeah. Like, why we are not running our race. And you know what? You might be. So I'm not going to speak from a point of condemnation. I'm actually going to speak, speak from the point of inspiration. Run, run your race. Don't hesitate to start that small group. Don't hesitate to jump into a freedom group if you think you don't know enough about the Bible. Go through freedom. Press in. There's no religious persecution here in, in America. Run with this. Do this. We have the time now because you know what? What Jesus is saying here, if that comes on us and we have to face these things, let's run with everything we got for what God has for us. I think that's great. I love it. And people will get caught up a little bit in like the eschatology of like, when is the end times going to be? And I won't unpack it fully here. We've spent some time in the past, you know, and I love hearing Pastor Dan's heart on it because I, I grew up hearing about this a lot. It's just kind of like the background I come from and a little bit of the household of, of pre-trib and post-trib. And you think about that Left Behind series where people are like, the rapture's coming, we're all going to fly away. And there's others who believe that, hey, we're called to endure through it. But I love Pastor Dan's take, and I had never heard this 
before him. So I'm going to give him credit. He might point someone else for coming up with it. But it's this idea of pan trib is that it's all going to pan out one way or the other. (laughs) It doesn't matter. Is that is pre-trib. If we fly, if we have to go through it and go through all of this tough stuff, or you know what? I'm going to trust God no matter what. I'm called to the work. Come on. I'm going to continue to preach the gospel. I'm going to hope and I'm going to love. I'm going to help people to realize that. And that's really more than anything else because you could study it out and you can find something on either way. When you want to really look for it, you can find it. But we don't know. Jesus clearly says no man knows the day or time. Only the Father is that it's going to happen and God will come with power, but it's going to all work out. It doesn't really affect what you're doing here aside from just, hey, let's continue to love God, love people, love the church. That's ultimately what our calling is more than anything else. And I really feel the season of life we live in that that Christianity needs to uh, take a second and breathe and then get aggressive. Because I feel like if we don't take a second to chill, we get aggressive in the wrong areas. Yeah. And for instance, um, with the whole pandemic that we're experiencing right now, I feel like people are like, okay, hey, if we have to wear a mask, that's the first sign of uh, governmental control on a yeah, weird level. Absolutely. And I'm not for or against. Yeah, so but the mark is coming because right. exactly. the mask is the first and sign. And the next thing they go to the, is mark of the beast. Yeah. And I'm like, hold on a second. It's quick, bro. Let's breathe. Yeah. Let's say, hold on a second. Before we start worrying about taking on the Antichrist, why don't we ask ourselves, have we gotten to a place in our hearts where we can talk to our coworker about Jesus, where we can pray with a family member, where we can minister, pour in to yeah. a youth that's inside of our lives? Maybe we take a second and breathe instead of fighting the Antichrist and yeah. whoever you think is evil or good inside of politics and doing all this global stuff. Why don't we win the local battle? Yeah. Why don't we make sure that every teenager that's within your story in your life is experiencing Jesus? Yeah. Why don't we make sure that that maybe we start praying in our homes again? You want to beat the Antichrist? Start praying in your home again. That's good. Bring it to your family again. For me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. Yeah. I love it. Verse 9 and 10 says that exactly. It says, but this will be your opportunity to tell them about me, for the good news must be first be preached to all nations. And a lot of people have used that as like the ultimate way is if do you want to know when Christ comes back? Well, it's when the good news has been preached to everybody. And we know for certain that there's still people groups in the world that have not been reached. As crazy as that is to think about 7 billion people in the world, like it's coming up there, whatever that number is, is there's still people who have not heard it. There's still people that have not been reached. And so we've got other work to do besides squabbling and fighting amongst ourselves is we could be if not even going as a missionary. Now, I I was born on the mission field in Haiti. I've had a chance to do missions, but many of you will never go, and that's okay. You can help support and send someone who's going out there. You and I have friends that are in Africa translating languages that have never been written before into a written language and then translating into the Bible. And it's so incredible. It's like there's still work to be done today in 2020 that it's, it's incredible. There's, this is an amazing stat I heard recently. There's been more people brought to Christ in the last 40 years than all of history prior. Like it is happening exponentially right now. We're seeing the gospel go out like never before, but the good news is it's not done. 
we still have a work to do. You and I have young kids, you know, yep. my 10 year old Selah and your David and our other kids, they're going to be a huge part of this is they can stand on our shoulders and go even further. And instead of kind of raising your fist at, you know, this social media, sorry for that tone, you know, for this social media or all this stuff, just realize this is the greatest time ever for getting the gospel out. We can embrace what God is doing in that and know that we can reach people in even greater ways. Come on. And I'm with you, man. Like people like turned the wrong perspective at stuff. Yeah. You know what? If you have a social media account, you why don't today, why don't you throw up on it? Just so everybody knows, I love Jesus. Yeah. I love Jesus. See what that stirs up inside of you. Yeah. See what that stirs up inside of you. Be See a little what, bold. Yeah. And if you're like, man, I can't wait to do this. I mean, you might be listening, but like everybody knows that already. Or you might say, well, some of the people in my life know that I'm hitting some sins pretty hard <laughs> and I'm running pretty thick outside of Jesus <laughs> and this stretches me and I don't want to look like a hypocrite. Well, then how about we start there? Yeah. And we say, okay, well, then how about this? Jesus, God, if I love you with my heart, help me peel back these layers of addictions and sins that are rooted in because there's no way then I'm going to be able to make it through these times as talked about in Mark 13. If I can't even tell people I love you yeah. on social media, if I can't tell people I love you, if I'm clinging to this world yeah. because I've bitten into the lie that I am of this world, yep. but our real nature isn't of this world. It's of the kingdom of heaven. And that's why when Jesus says that, you know what, hold true to my teachings, hold true to my teachings. You know my disciples, hold true to my teachings for they are the truth. And when you know the truth, the truth will set you free. Yeah, absolutely. You see, you have to come to that. Is that above anything Google says, above anything what the stock market says, above anything, any 12-step program, not that any of these things are bad or couldn't benefit God you. God can use them. Yeah. God can use them. But God is the truth. Jesus is the truth, the way, and the life. And that truth will set you free. So today I'm calling out to you right now, go to go to say something about Jesus. If you can't do it, if you can't talk to somebody about Jesus, yeah. ask yourself, say, Holy Spirit. What's going on? Yeah. Reveal to me what it is. Yeah. He's not angry at you. He's actually going to be more excited now than ever because you're looking to take the next step with him. Yeah. You're looking to develop with him. He might say, hey, you have a little bit of pride or you have an addiction. Let's tackle that together in the power of the Holy Spirit. You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira, and Coco. For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing covers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing, for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321-783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too small or too big. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Or visit us online at ineedafencenow.com. Yeah.
For over 30 years, Cabern Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable, and customer satisfaction is their top priority. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabern Air will take care of it. 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or visit them online at cabern.com. Hi everyone, Kevin Barfield here with Barfield Contracting and Associates. We are a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. We're located in Cocoa Village, but we service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. We also offer many discounts, military, senior, we offer free estimates, and we appreciate every opportunity that we're given. We're at 454-4531. That's 454-4531. Barfield Contracting, treating you like family. God bless you. The Mezzanine Church for Young Adults. Pursuing the presence of God both locally and globally, the Mezzanine meets at East Coast Christian Center every Sunday night at 7 p.m. Call 321-452-1060, extension 133, for more information. That's 452-1060, or visit mz9.org. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.